Hey everyone, welcome back to Tennis Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, John, as we continue through the Australian Open. Two and one on the opening day. A little disappointed not to get Victoria Kuzma, but hey, we got a plus one 10 underdog outright winner in four sets. And Oscar Ota, as expected, absolutely cruises to victory against the young Chun Sin Seng. So we'll take it, and on we go to day two. Before the picks, though, remember to like this video. Drop us a comment with your favorite bets down or from down under at the year's first Grand Slam in the early stages in the comment section. And hit that subscribe button. Check the bell as well to make sure you get all the notifications from the Mayo Media Network across all their sports coverage, whether it be betting or fantasy. Also, check out Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, at your favorite podcast app. Rate, review, and subscribe there as well. All right, on to day two. We'll start with the women, and we're going to begin with Su Jong Jang on the money line. Because I think this one is a really interesting matchup against Donka Kovinic, someone who really struggled getting back into form. A lot of players from these, uh, you know, Eastern Asian countries stayed home uh, after the COVID restart for a lot longer. And as a result, we saw that bleed into 2021 as they continue to try and get their feet under them. Players like now Habino, Misaki, Doi, Sujong Jang really struggled uh, at the end of 2020, even on hard courts, their specialized surface. Of course, last year, Jang was actually racking up clay court wins, which is not exactly, uh, you know, her calling card. And then back to the 2022 season here, she's really looked strong uh, coming through qualifiers last week down under here in Melbourne. Now, she's playing Donka Kovinic, more of a clay court specialist, not as comfortable on hard court. She's not going to be able to hit through Jang, and Jang is going to be able to hit with her as well. The more consistent player is Jang. She's more comfortable on the surface, and of course, coming through three qualifying matches, not just winning three matches at this venue, that's always a plus. You're a little more comfortable at the venue already, having matches under your belt, but the way she did it was super impressive as well. She beat the pesky Sarah Irani. Not the greatest win per se, because Arani's not necessarily a hardcore player, but she is pesky and gets a ton of balls back. Took her down in straight sets. Then played a young Australian in Taylor Preston. She didn't lose a single game, winning six love, six love. And then finally, the most impressive win to date, someone who I have breaking out this year in Rebecca Masarova, who looked strong at the U.S. Open last summer as well. Took her down 6-2, 6-3 as an underdog, a plus 150 underdog, no less. Very impressive qualifying campaign here from the Korean. I'm going to back her again. She's at about even money, so a very slight underdog, basically a pick -em. And I think she should be a favorite in this match, considering her pedigree uh, and her experience and comfort on the hard courts, plus uh, that qualifying campaign I just mentioned. So again, Jang on the money line against Kovinic at about even money. Secondly, sticking with the women's draw here, we're going to take Ludmilla Samsonova under 19 and a half games against Amina Bektas at minus 110. Look, Amina Bektas, the American, has come through this season, comes through qualies unexpectedly. She won uh, a bunch of matches at an ITF-level event prior to her qualifying campaign. So off to a fairly good start, an impressive start. Can't take that away from her, but she doesn't have anything to her game. The quality of competition she has played up to so far has not been the best, whether it be at the ITF event in Australia or in qualifiers. Now she's taking on someone firmly inside the top 50 in the world. Huge serve that's going to play up on these courts. Big forehand. Again, she was really impressive during grass season, Samsonova. And now she's going to be playing on some of the quicker outdoor hard courts in the world down under in Australia against someone with no weapons who is basically, you know, her ranking is pretty reflective of where she's at. She is an ITF player. Nothing impressive to your game. Really, this, this spread is at five and a half, which tells you all you need to know. They're, the, the books are thinking 6-4, 6-3, 6-3, 6-3. 
uh, as the, the potential score lines, and they've come down in the middle with a five and a half game spread. Yet the under is giving us 19 games to work with. Essentially, if this if Samsonova gets this done in straight sets as as expected, you've got a ton of wiggle room, and we only need a singular break in each set. And considering you know that her serve is so big, she's not really. Uh, in danger of giving up that break too often either. So a huge advantage here by taking the under. Of course, the flip side is if this goes three sets and she dominates the third, the five and a half caches and our under is blown. But I'm going to trust Ludmilla Samsonova, who is just leaps and bounds better than Beck Test, to get this done in straight sets and give us 19 games to work with with the under here. Uh, I have this down around 18 to 18 and a half games. So I think we have a nice edge in this spot. Finally, we're going over to the men's side. The lone men's play... Of the night will be Andy Murray, minus three and a half games at minus 105 against Nikolos Bazalashvili. I'm not one who likes to look at head-to-head records per se in my handicapping. I think that a head-to-head record, one, it can be skewed by different surfaces. Two, it can be skewed by time periods if a match happened five years ago. And three, generally, if there is a mismatch in the head-to-head, you can decipher it by looking at the styles on court and explaining why one player dominates. And that's what we have here. Andy Murray in the last year has beaten Bazalashvili twice now. And he's looked fairly comfortable doing it. At Wimbledon, of course, it took four sets. But if you recall, he was up five love in the third set, lost seven games in a row, and then won in, in four sets. Essentially, he had that match, was very dominant in that one. Why? He is a rock-solid player from the baseline, one of the all-time great returners. His serve is also a little bit better than I think people give him credit for. His height is going gonna, is gonna to help with that. He can really come down on the ball. And, of course, these quicker courts are going to help with that as well. Bazalashvili, someone you can rush, and when he's rushed, he commits a ton of error. He does not know how to play with any margin for error. He loves to just rip, and when he's in the zone, he can be tough to beat. But when you've got a guy like Andy Murray who can extend rallies against him and wait out those errors, he really struggles. And that you know, reflects in the head-to-head record between these two in the last year. Again, I'm not huge on saying Murray dominates the head-to-head, take Murray. I think you need to delve into why he dominates the head-to-head and say, you know what, there's a reason for this. And this spread opened at four and a half games. It got bet down to three. It's been back out to three and a half. I still think it's a four and a half to five to five and a half game spread somewhere in that region. My number is five. I could justify uh, books dropping a five and a half, but three and a half is just too much. Um, The market has bet this the wrong side. I think they're looking at a potential fatigue fate of Andy Murray, who went to the finals last week in Sydney, losing to Aslan Karatsev. We saw Karatsev struggle. We saw Kokonakis struggle as well, right? He won a title in Adelaide. So the guys who did play long weeks last week haven't looked the best in their round on matches. I understand that. I still think three and a half games is a tad too low here. And Andy Murray deserves a bit more respect than that. So I'm going to take Murray minus three and a half games at minus 105 as the third pick of the day. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss second round action from down under. Again, rate, review, subscribe uh, at your favorite podcast app to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, and then subscribe to the Mayo Media Network YouTube channel as well. Thanks, guys.